Good day, folks. Pastor Jim Thomas from the Village Chapel here in Nashville, Tennessee, with your daily devotional. Reading for the first time on this podcast from uh, this book called Refreshment for the Soul, and it uh, features selected daily devotional writings of Richard Sibbs, the uh, 16th and 17th century English Puritan, pastor, theologian, um, on the back, let me just give you a little bit of background on him, and, and we're, we're going to read a rather short uh, writing today. It's really just a couple of paragraphs, but um, I wanted to give you this little bit from Sibs just to give you sort of a, a sense of the disposition of his heart toward others, and I find it to be a most gracious heart. He says, grace, while we live here, is in souls which, because they are imperfectly renewed, Dwell in bodies subjected to several impulses, and these will incline the soul sometimes to excess in one passion, sometimes to excess in another. Martin Bucer was a deep and moderate pastor. After long experience, he resolved to refuse none in whom he saw something of Christ. The best Christians in this state of imperfection are like gold that is a little too light, which needs some grains of allowance to make it pass. You must grant the best their allowance. We must supply out of our love and mercy that which we see wanting in them. The Church of Christ is a common hospital wherein all are in the same measure sick of some spiritual disease or another. So all have occasion to exercise the spirit of wisdom and meekness. So that we may do this better, let us put on the spirit of Christ. And we should think what affection Christ would carry. That great physician, as he had a quick eye and a healing tongue, so had he a gentle hand and a tender heart. That from Richard Sibbs, 16th and 17th century English Puritan, as I said. And uh, just a great reminder that uh, we need more gospel paramedics and less moral policemen. We need fewer people handing out tickets for bad behavior and more people proclaiming, declaring the good news that Christ has paid the price once and for all my sin and for theirs as well. And so uh, our uh, church is supposed to be more like a, a hospital and a clinic uh, and, and not a museum where people just come to see um, a bunch of old dead stuff that's not really very much alive at all. Rather, they come in and they see, yeah, we're broken people. We're, we're people that need some work, uh, but that work's getting done. And uh, uh, by God's grace, uh, he has been so generous with us. Here's uh, uh, the reading is called One Thing. And it actually comes, um, the entire book actually has a, a cross section of uh, Richard Sibbs's writings. And um, this one was called A Breathing After God and the Day's Selection. You can probably see that if, I'm, if you're on YouTube. One Thing. And he's quoting from Psalm 27, which is one of my very favorite psalms. Let me read. Uh, he's quoting verse 4, but let me read from verse 1 through verse 4. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom should I be afraid? 
when evildoers came against me to devour my flesh, my foes and my enemies stumbled and fell. Though an army of uh, deploys itself against me, my heart is not afraid. Though a war breaks out against me, still I am confident. I have asked one thing from the Lord. It is what I desire to dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, gazing on the beauty of the Lord and seeking him in his temple. That's verse four. And Richard Sibbs is actually quoting it. Uh, let's see, I believe he's quoting from the, let's say the NIV here. Is that what they use? <laughs> no, it is the English Standard Version. And so he he has it here as, One thing I have I asked of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. It's a, it's a long sentence. It's a, a full sentence and a rich, deep longing of his heart. Um, here's what Richard Sibbs has to say about Psalm 27, verse 4. Why does David say one thing? And then he gives, Sibs gives two reasons, and there's a paragraph for each, and that's what I'm going to read for us today. That'll be our devotional for today. One, there's, there's two reasons why he is suggesting David says, one thing I ask of the Lord, and there's two reasons for the one thing, okay? First reason, it's because of the nature of God. Sibs says, we must have the whole bent and sway of our souls focused on him. He will have no wavering. The devil is content with half because if we give in to sin, then he is sure that he has enough. But God will have the whole heart. Uh, he quotes then Proverbs 23, 26. My son, give me your whole heart um, and let your eyes delight in my ways, it goes on to say. Um, he also quotes Luke 10, 27. You shall love the Lord with all your heart with all your soul and with all your strength. The bent and sway of the soul must be that way, says Richard Sibbs. God is offended if we do not make him our main thing, keeping him, keeping the Lord at the center, okay? He will not have us serve him and serve mammon. He will not have our hearts divided. Um, that's it. That's a, that's, the answer that we were looking for, why is David say just one thing? And that's the first answer. It's because of the nature of God. And Richard Sibbs has just spelled that out for us beautifully. He says there is another reason why David says one thing I've desired from God. And it's the second reason listed here with one paragraph. It's because of the nature of the human soul. Okay, so we got the nature of God and the nature of the human soul. For when the soul is about many things, it can do nothing well. A stream cut into many channels runs weakly and is unfit to carry anything. When the soul is divided into many channels to many things, when it looks after this thing and after that thing and each with expense and intention of care and endeavor, alas, where is the desire of that one thing? For the soul cannot go with the strength it should, except it minds the one thing. The soul 
of a man is a finite thing, except it gather its strength as a stream that runs stronger and rises by the inclusion of many lesser rivers, so the soul cannot desire one thing as it should, except it bring all other petty streams into it and make the main desire its one desire. The main desire must be to be saved and by grace to have communion and fellowship with God in Christ Jesus. Unless this be the main care, the soul can produce nothing good. So says the English Puritan Richard Sibbs. Um, a few hundred years later, uh, the Oxford Don, uh, C.S. Lewis, you're familiar with, and we've read his writings here many times on this podcast, but he would be talking about second things, and he would say, you don't get second things by putting them first. And he's, he's running right parallel with, with Sibs here. You only get first things when you keep them first, and you only get second things when you keep them second. You can't put second things first and keep them second. And we were really designed, uh, weren't we, by God uh, to have God at the center, to have Christ Jesus at the center. Because when Jesus is first in my life, when he has preeminence, when he's... Um, uh, the focus of my soul and my desires, then am I a better husband, a better pastor, a better uh, recorder of daily devotions. <laughs> then I actually have something substantive or someone <laughs> uh, majestic and transcendent to point to. Um, not only to point to, but to center my own life on. And so this day, as you go about your day, um, let's, keep, let's keep Jesus at the center. Whatever you, uh, what situations you might encounter or go through, uh, whatever people you meet, um, uh, let's pray that the Lord would give us his eyes and his heart uh, in all of our encounters. And as a matter of fact, let's do that right now. Lord, thank you uh, for our older brother, Richard Sibbs, and um, reaching back, uh, as we just did, to the um, 16th and 17th century uh, to hear from this man who loved you so passionately um, and came to that place of seeing his own need to keep you at the center. I pray that uh, for myself and for all of those who uh, might be uh, listening or watching today um, as we go about our day in things large and small, that we would always look to Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, um, that we would always lean on you, Holy Spirit, uh, for the faith we need, for the um, the courage that we need for the hope that we need. You are our comforter. And I pray uh, indeed for each and every one of my friends uh, who are watching or listening today uh, that you would be there for them in that way. Um, oh, Heavenly Father, um, our, our lives are all about your glory today. And so we pray uh, that you'll just be pouring your glory through each moment of our lives, each 
encounter, each, each step we take, Lord, in whichever direction we go, um, each experience we have, whether it's uh, an experience of great delight and pleasure or something um, that's a bit scary and, and, and or some bit of suffering that we must endure, I pray that we will look to you and that we will trust and hope in Jesus and that we will live this day for his sake and for his glory. In his name we pray, amen and amen. God bless you. Have a great one. Daily Devotions with Pastor Jim Thomas is a resource of the Village Chapel in Nashville, Tennessee. If you find this daily devotional beneficial, leave a review and share it with friends and family. For more resources or to support our ministry, visit our website, thevillagechapel.com. Artwork for this podcast by Kim Thomas. Music by Phil Kagey.